Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. Other podcasts are available through our website, brumradio.com. Let's be honest, if you're going to do a, a monologue, it has to kind of be in a Morgan Freeman voice. I can't do a Morgan Freeman voice. No. no you, you, you can do a, you probably do How a Barry White. Two, two. I can probably do <laughs> so a Barry White. you need to lean in closer. How was this? That's good. Closer yeah. to Guy, lean in. Are you ready to start? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Brummy Podcast. <laughs> 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 I and can't do a normal voice I, now. I, no, I, I mean that's probably the least creepy voice you've done yet. I think that was me going trying to be Cockney. Uh, try, keep trying. Yeah, yeah. just lost emphasis on, emphasis on try. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guy. Ryan. George. Hello. Phil. Hiya. Keith. Hello. <laughs> David, are you going to try a Cockney accent? Come on. No, I can't, I can't top Keith's. He's <laughs> <laughs> too busy putting on that Northern accent. Yes. <laughs> He's got to concentrate on that. He can't do two. <laughs> I'd love it if Dave turned around one day and just came out as a Brummie and we were all like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I pray that day never happens. <laughs> How are we all this week? That was a bit high pitched there. Your balls dropped. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was trying not to cough. You know, like being a professional. Do you remember that? Nope. No. <laughs> so how are we all this week? Good. Thank yeah. you. Can't complain. Been up to anything? Work. Just, yeah, mostly. They've just told us at work that they're about to double the size of our team. We're all ecstatic. I might actually get to like go home on time and take a lunch break and stuff. So we've all been a bit giddy this week. It's been great. Don't hold your breath, though. Guy, you've been up to much? Uh, I got annoyed this morning. Um, Shock horror. Because we, we met for breakfast do you ever find it's really annoying when you queue behind somebody, but they have to queue halfway down the shop? So I was waiting at the McDonald's till, and this guy was waiting. He was next in line. He was like stood midway in the McDonald's restaurant, like the halfway point. So I had to stand behind him. So there was like a massive open space. This guy stood waiting, and then me. I mean, you could have fitted an elephant passage, guy. That's how much room there was. It's like it's like it's, you know how you can stand behind someone at a cash point, you don't want to look at their pin. Yeah. It's kind of like, what did you want to hear their order or something? Like, what well, couldn't possibly know what you're going to be eating? What's up with that? The I, I had a very similar experience this week where I was stood behind somebody in a queue for a coffee. Uh, for coffee. Was it Greg's? Uh, no, I don't go to Greg's. Um, and she she kept stepping backwards though. I think she was like she was. I think she was confused she was, about she was, how she was on her phone and she was chatting away. And I think she was just sort of not aware that she was moving around while she was talking. She just kept stepping backwards, and I was like, "Is some." Yeah, so I kept stepping backwards as well. And, I, and then I, and I was like, you know what? No, like you are coming into my personal space. So if you want to back into me, I'm going to make you feel really uncomfortable about it. So she backed up into me and she was like, oh, oh, excuse me. And I was like, excuse you. Right. <laughs> excuse nice. you, Ivanka. Worse than that is people who wear huge backpacks and like have no concept about the amount of space they're taking up behind them and like Try swing that. it round and whack into people. Like, like, Where were we when you yeah. got really Mockingbird. annoyed by I was at the bar at the Mockingbird. Stood on, on the Who bar. Who takes a backpack Stood on the bar. bar. Yeah. Stood, Stood, <laughs> Stood at the bar. Stood at the Were you pretending you were in Coyote Ugly? When you're five foot four. See, that's like my face height. So when yeah. these people who don't know they've got enormous backpacks are flailing around, I get that to the face and basically get taken out. Yeah. So good. you like motorback, motorboat someone's backpack? <laughs> Pretty much. It's great. Well, I was still at the bar. This guy had already been served and he was having a chat with his friend and kept swinging left and right. And I was like, stood at the bar trying to order drinks, wasn't I? And this guy just like, whack, whack, whack. Every, se- every like 10 seconds. And it, it got to the stage where I was actually about to turn around and go, look, off. <laughs> <laughs> off. <laughs> 
off. It's like it's like when you're at a gig and someone's done it. Like they've come like come to a gig prepared to camp there for the night, and they've got their phone yeah. there, and the bag is just hitting you. Kind of like there is literally no space. So to teach you a lesson, I might have to rob you. <laughs> oh, was that a confession? Wow. <laughs> See, during this entire thing, all I've been imagining is guy in a white vest in a new film called Q Hard, Q Harder. Yeah. He's like our own British Bruce Willis. We don't condone theft on this. What I suggest you do is you grab the little pack, little uh, clips on the back of the backpack, which control the length of the arms, and just let them go so the back just drops yeah. to the floor. I mean, to be honest, though, if you're going to rob somebody from someone's backpack who's got that, so it's going to be a load of crap in there anyway, isn't it, really? I mean, it's going to be three like pairs ten, of combats and some underpants. Of water yeah. And, yeah. Practical Pete, there you go. Yeah. 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 Millet Man returns. <laughs> Millet Man, the worst superhero. <laughs> How are we doing up to anything geeky this week? Um, so I... Uh, right, I'm going to actually oh. separate you two in the studio <laughs> at the moment. Because Phil went to watch a movie, didn't you, Phil? I went to see Logan the other day, and I hated it. Get out. Um, get out. We love it's, Logan. It's... I'm not going to get into the why, because we're going to be here all day, and we, we have limited time. But basically, it's a 12-year-old's idea of what a serious grown-up film is if that 12-year-old had been allowed to stay up and watch the latest Mad Max. But you are talking about the same studio that did this last year with Deadpool. So it's got yeah, form in terms yeah. of that. I mean, I, I saw it and uh, I, I'm kind of midway between George and Dave and Phil. It's got its merits. Uh, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, as far as X-Men movies go, it's a very low bar for it to jump over. And yeah. it quite easily does oh, that. Yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah there's, a lot, uh, there's a lot of problems with it in terms of what's going on. And certain spoiler-free things would be like, you just go facepalm occasionally. Yeah. Solo Wolverine films haven't had the best pedigree, to phrase it X-Men nicely. films haven't had the best pedigree. I think they're yeah. all dreadful, apart yeah. from Apocalypse. And I think nobody except me and Dave enjoyed Apocalypse. I actually yeah. quite enjoyed Days of Future Past, apart no. it was just too much Jennifer Lawrence. You see, I've seen too many X-Men cartoons to think that the films are even anywhere remotely as good oh, as the cartoons. cartoons. Are amazing. Yeah. Let's be honest, Days of Future Past was just an apology movie for X3 because yeah. Yeah, we don't speak true. about X3. It was, we've reset the timeline, everybody's happy. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, Ap- Apocalypse was a good, I, th- I thought was a good jumping off point for yeah. like for the new franchise. Yeah. Logan, I think, yeah, it's, I, I really enjoyed it, so I know George did as well. Yeah. As, as somebody but, who hasn't seen it, does it just close the story down now? And yes, I think, I think it was, yeah. a, it was a nice send-off for the original X-Men franchise, because yeah. obviously you only get Patrick Stewart and um, Hugh, Jackman. Hugh, Jackman Hugh Jackman in yeah. this film from the original cast. I think Jackman does a great job as well. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, they've, they've worked hard to make Hugh Jackman look that rough. Like, some makeup department <clears throat> deserves some props. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just need to drop him off good. in South Hollywood for a few hours and find a bar. He's Australian. Yeah. He'll look <laughs> like yeah. um, I think the, the thing I liked most about Logan is that I knew it was the last film I would have to watch Wolverine in. Um, he's the most, he is the least interesting well, superhero. He's the least interesting X-Man. And yet he is the one that they have insisted around building all these films it's the around. Same in the comics, though. Wolverine yeah. Central, yeah. everything oh. is very Wolverine it's focused. Like, no, well, I, I agree. I it's Wolverine oversaturation, but yeah. I, yeah. I think yeah. my same in the comics with with the X Men films. It's um, they, you know they, they they try really hard to make it this kind of uh, marginalized minority group allegory, yeah. and then the Wolverine films are just they're all about how hard can the big white man hit stuff. I I'd like to put in. I don't think it's the character. It's the actor, because yeah. I don't think that we would be here, what, 17 years later, if it was Do Grey Scott. If yeah. Do Grey Scott had been Wolverine, there would not be three films. We wouldn't yeah. be seeing James Mandel well, doing no, this. I don't think it's Hugh Jackman yeah. that's, that's carried that franchise. Yeah, I mean, looking at it, 
Uh, apparently, Hugh Jackman's been given an option to say who is going to be the next Wolverine. So that could be, be quite Do we need yeah. another one? Yeah. He spent it's, six films doing it's, nothing. It's the same as Spider-Man. He makes bank because he's the most famous one out the lot. Yeah. Danny yeah. Dyer. He's straight in. He could be every character. I'm Danny Dyer. I'm the Wolverine. Okay, I'll get so you. A, yeah, Let's a, go a cockney Wolverine. Let's Laura do I'm here for it. Yeah. Let's have X-23 be all new Wolverine. So, Keith, we know you have troubles with public transport. Trials and tribulations, I would yes. say. Is it time for the latest annals of bus life? Yeah. Bus life. I, I've, taken a, I've taken a leaf out of uh, J.K. Rowling and I'm getting one of the greatest orators of our time to read out my tales of uh, woe from the past week on the bus. Yes. You're not it's a about, bus you're tale. about Phil Ellis, are you? <laughs> so Stephen Ellis. <laughs> it's bus tales with Philip Ellis. Right, okay, here we go. Strap in, folks. Bus life, chapter two, Monday a.m., Somewhere to put the Metro newspaper is more important than somewhere to stow luggage. Not been on bus for more than 30 seconds and already I've facepalmed myself three times. Bonus entry, trains whilst rife with their own problems are a much more civilised way to travel. PM, train is peaceful, quiet and quick. Bus, all I want is somewhere to put my goddamn luggage. Bonus, ticket inspectors get on and bloke who tells them his date of birth is 1999 can't figure out why his child ticket isn't valid and so begins an epic standoff. <laughs> that, that's more about school's maths, I think, than versus... Bloke folds, he'd be terrible at poker. You know, every bus... <laughs> you know, every bus journey is like all three Godfather films rolled into one. <laughs> Take about as long as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Tuesday, a.m. OMG, it's only Tuesday. Buses are prowling in packs today, three or four together. Obviously, <laughs> something has spooked them overnight and they don't feel safe alone. <laughs> <laughs> they are hugely cautious too, taking it slow, peeping around every corner. It's going to be a long morning. But a bonus midday journey, life hack number 4,536. Don't sit in the priority seats. They can sometimes be damp for unspecified reasons. <laughs> PM. They call it the daily commute. It's not really. The majority of my time is spent waiting. They should call it the daily wait. Anyway, buses are still spooked. After a huge wait, a pair of buses arrive. Safety in numbers. <laughs> Wednesday, AM. Today, Matthew, I will be Marvin the Martian. Delays, delays, delays. Roads blocked, buses diverted, and everyone flummoxed with no clue what's going on. So just your average morning commute. PM. Lifty, lifty, lifty. <laughs> 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 Thursday AM So whatever spooked the buses enough to get them travelling in packs has moved on The buses are now confident enough to go it alone Although they are making sure to keep plenty of space between them I guess they think if one gets caught it's safer to be far away and not get caught too Either that or there's actually only one bus left alive and it's just doing one big loop <laughs> PM It's the last of its kind <laughs> PM I think the reason it's taking GRR Martin so long to finish Game of Thrones Is because he's moonlighting as a timetable writer for West Midlands Travel their timetables are the greatest work of fiction ever committed to paper, so only a master of the genre could be responsible. Still, I think buses in Westeros would be more reliable. Friday, AM. Not strictly bus-related, but I've been stuck in this traffic for so long, I've got to thinking that if Marty McFly and Doc Brown had been English, they would have been well and truly screwed. Unless, of course, the Doc invented a time machine that was a huge SUV that could travel in time once it got up to 22 miles per hour. And Marty McFly was played by Danny Dyer, and Doc Brown was Christopher Biggins. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is when you know you, you're spending too much time on your own in a bus stop with yes. all, you know too much time to think. PM, 
Well, excuse me, feel free to get your knickers in a twist when on a packed bus I asked you to move your apparently grossly enlarged leg, super precious bag, rucksack, or premier branded carrier bag from the seat so I can sit down. Just because you're insane enough to shop at Harvey Nicks does not entitle you to two seats on the bus. Well, that's it for another week. All you... All you... All you, ha- all you have heard may or may not be true, but like all the best myths and legends, legends perhaps a kernel of truth lies within. Bon voyage, fellow travellers. <laughs> now I'm just thinking what the Dothraki bus service is going to be like. It's going to be amazing. Weird news. I'm going to jump in first, Ryan, because this is not a weird news story, but the headline is the weirdest headline I've seen of the week and did make me chuckle when I saw it. I happened to see it Sunday, 8 o'clock. We know it's on Sunday, 8 o'clock on BBC Two now. So the news is a top gear. Uh. So the Metro decided to post a news story this week. The headline is, Top Gear flop Chris Evans looks down in the dump as he sits between two bins in the park. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And there's a picture of him sitting between said bins and park. It does look sad. He's on a park bench. It makes him sound. You made, you made it sound like he was literally slumped in piles of garbage. It's not even like sad Keanu it's, here. No, it's, it's just two, him having a chill. He's got a flat. He's got. He's got a takeaway coffee. He's sat on a bench. There's two litter bins in proximity. This is a perfectly <laughs> his, normal. His new presenters. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Jordan and Matt LeBlanc. He's the yep. new. He's the new figurehead for keep, the Keep Britain Tidy campaign. I bring my own pack lunch. None of that excess plastic that you would get from the shops. And I've got two bins, so I can put my garbage in it. It's probably going to be a flop of campaign, yeah. isn't it? Maybe yeah. he's doing like a Top Gear, but as a drug dealer version. Well, to be f- to be fair, since he's gone, Top Gear has improved. So yes. that, that's not really that yeah, much that's, of a surprise. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, he's yeah. it's it's no longer a Ginger Jeremy Clarkson. No. Onto the main story. Then. Yes. Onto the main story. Right. This is from WFSB News Eyewitness News Channel Three. Why do Americans need to do that with every single one of their news channels, by the way? Can't they just say, this is the news? It's credibility. It's yes. eyewitness. Somebody saw it. It's real. Yeah. Right. Are we ready? So this Lay it on me. Yeah. Oh, Meredith somewhere in America. So couldn't be bothered to research the rest of this article. Customers complaining peeps Oreos turn poop pink. Oh, God. I mean, any headline that manages to cram in that much alliteration, yes. I am here for it. Right, so Easter's coming up. Oreo have released in collaboration with Peeps. What's Peeps? Peeps are like marshmallowy thingies like marshmallow in America. Marshmallow chicks or like yes. little bunnies Mar- and stuff. Marshmallow little Poos. blobs. It looks like a bright pink turd. Yes, <laughs> it kind of does. You know, like we have nice marshmallows which have actual, some actual flavour to them. Yeah, these are um, just like yeah. sugar covered in sugary dust with more Pretty sugar. Okay, okay. So you traditional American food. snack. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So here we go. If you're eating pe- Peeps Oreos, you might want to look before you flush. Oh! <laughs> oh no. Many customers are flooding the internet complaining that the food is not only turning their tongues and mouths pink, but also their own waste too. So they're already guaranteeing that they think Peeps are waste before you put them in their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, imagine wiping and just seeing like a pink stain on the, on the, on the bog roll. Yes. I'd rather not. So loads of people have been in and tweeting Oreos directly and saying... Should this be turning my mouth pink and then my waist pink? Well, if it's full of artificial bright pink colouring, like, come on, stupid, of course it is. Yes. 
Remember where we talk, these products are from, though, Phil. Mm-hmm. Do, do people not understand how human biology works? What yes. goes in the one end comes out the other. Yes. You know, there's a certain amount of breakdown. You know, have these people never had asparagus before. Yeah. They, they send their asparagus back and go, the asparagus has turned my wee a strange smell. What's going on? Yes. Or do they not realise when their poo stinky, it's because they've been eating too many horrible fast food meals? My, my favourite tweet that they had in was, my roommate ate a whole pack of Oreo peeps and left a pink stain in the toilet. <laughs> oh, no. So the complaint there is, is about the poo rather than the fact that they might just yes. a whole packet of these things in one sitting. I think this sounds more like a bad roommate yeah, yeah. there and like well then tell your roommate to clean up after themselves or at least share the Oreos you, or at least share the Oreos if it was yeah. pink wouldn't that be slightly more pleasant than it being a slightly off colour brown and yeah. slightly smelly you know maybe yes. they, do they mention the smell does it change the smell because no. that, that's they an important mentioned fact for me <laughs> I'm quite happy you're going to have to do some research here to yeah find I think out. anybody out there that's eating these things yes. let us know does it change we'll the smell we'll, we'll feed them to guy we'll, we'll, shall we see if we can find a pack right um, so WS FSB Eyewitness News Channel 3 also reached out I love that actually the, the eyewitness is it, they were eyewitness to a pink stain on the toilet they were eyewitness <laughs> to watching a Twitter feed yeah. <laughs> but what exactly is happening with these well an Oreo spokeswoman is fully aware and has the answer the Oreo Peep limited edition sandwich cookies contain bright pink food coloring FD&C red number three. We use this ingredient in the product consistent with the US FDA regulations. Certain foods may temporarily color the mouth and the inside of the mouth and the tongue. This is common with brightly colored products such as ice pops, gelatins, drinks mixes, as well as certain fruits and vegetables, including beets and cranberries. Such foods can also temporarily color stools. I think they should also add a thing in that, that, that this act really encourages people to check their stools. So it, it makes it a slightly more pleasant thing. You can check to see if there's anything wrong with you. It I think we need to add another new number onto the Bristol School Tour, which is probably number nine, peep. Yeah. It's like, you know, examine your stool, make sure you're healthy, and it's now been encouraged sure, by turning it pink. Surely the statement should be, if you're eating to the stage where your poo is turning pink, Stop. you're Stop. eating Less too peeps. much. Yes. This is not the serving suggestion. One pack is not a I serving anything suggestion. That, yeah, anything that changes the uh, the, the colour palette of your insides yes. is, uh, is too yeah. much. One or, one or two will be fine, but a pack, no. I mean, we've all had that moment where we're watching a film and like we've got a pack of biscuits and then we reach halfway through the film and there are suddenly no biscuits left and we don't know where they've evaporated that, that, to. That yeah. heartbreaking moment. Yes. I've definitely eaten a whole sleeve of Oreos before now. Yeah. But, but with regular Oreos, all you yeah, do is yeah, you get black kind, teeth. You know, yeah. It's fine, um, yeah. They don't alter the chemistry of your life. <laughs> can they not change the food colouring in all the other Oreos so you get poo the same colour as all the other Oreos? So it can be white or it could be like, you know, peanut butter Well, are you thinking, do you want like a rainbow yeah. style if like having an array of different coloured Oreos? Rainbow poo? Brilliant. Oh, oh. <laughs> It'll all be like unicorns. Oh dear! Nah. Imagine like people start trying to sell them in diners in Brooklyn. You'd only be like a unicorn if you were having diarrhea, though. So you could do that whole yeah. thing of jetting yourself across the room and rainbow. Thank you, Keith. Trailers been a, quite a lot hitting out recently. First one we're going to talk about: Deadpool Two, probably the biggest trailer to drop in recent weeks. I I was personally I was pleased to see a trailer that portrays the genuine struggle of all cosplayers who try and get changed in bathroom stalls at conventions. Yes. We've all been there, I think. Um, yes. yeah, when he's trying to get in the costume in the in the, the phone booth. Uh, yeah. Just the, the gratuitous buttocks, was it? Yeah, well, I mean <laughs> Ryan Reynolds doesn't do a lot for me, particularly not as Deadpool, but yeah. 
I can appreciate the difficulty of getting into spandex in, in a yeah. small enclosed space. Yeah. It's not easy. Phil. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I loved Deadpool. It was probably one of my favorite superhero films of the last couple of years because um, they, they just nailed the humor and the, the yeah. meta stuff. Um, for me, the, it, was a, it was a fun teaser. Um, and it was, it's, it, I, I like that it's a teaser that's probably you know, going to have nothing to do with the actual film. They've made yeah. it just as a trailer. Um, but it was kind of like one joke that went on a little bit long for me. Yeah. Mm. I did like the Stan Lee cameo, though. Yeah. Oh, well, obviously. And the little Firefly Easter egg. That made me very yeah. happy yes, to see. Yes, and uh, yeah, there was, there was a fair few Easter eggs in there. Yep, Dave. <laughs> yeah, um, like I say, the Easter eggs were hilarious. Like, you know, like Nathan Summers being written on the uh, the side of the phone booth. Mm-hmm. And yeah. In the background of one of the shots, you just see Logan, uh, uh, the title on one of the uh, cinemas, is yeah. now playing. Uh, so even a shout out to Aria and the Grandi on one of like, the bins. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So well, now I'm gonna have to rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, your thoughts? I quite like the idea of non-trailer trailers. Yeah. <clears throat> just making little mini films using your characters to just keep the brand awareness up because it's, yeah. it's we're a long way away from that. Yeah. As a film hit. Yeah. So I think it was just a it was a promotional tool to keep the brand awareness up. But yeah. it's quite nice. It's yeah. quite you know it's all right. It does what it needs to do. Keeps you thinking about Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. Yeah. Um, so it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite nice to see. It was the style was I thought very similar to the uh, the original leaked footage from the first film. Yes. So I, I like that they kept that yeah. sort of almost like viral style yeah. of doing yeah, it. I can imagine not a single bit of that will appear in the movie at all. Which or, I prefer, or at least heavily I think, edited. For me, yeah. last time Deadpool suffered from while I enjoyed the film, all the funniest stuff I had seen so many times because they would play yeah. the trailer up on the big screens at cons. Yeah. So I. I didn't find it anywhere near as funny as I expected to because I'd seen all the jokes so often. See, now this makes me think, could they pull off something that a film hasn't done in a long time and use the entire Deadpool marketing campaign to lead us down a rabbit hole which leads nowhere? And (laughs) And just not release anything. Well, (laughs) everything they show you has nothing to do with the film. Announce somebody being cast as Cable and when you go and see it, it's somebody else. Yeah. That, yeah. that would, that would be, be brilliant. To, to take Deadpool as this meta fourth wall breaking character and go, yeah, yeah Pierce Brosnan's Cable and this is here's yeah. our clips in the film and you go and see it and nothing <laughs> is the same. That would be a stroke <laughs> of marketing genius. So yeah. if you're thinking about that, Fox, I'll take a binder's fee for that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 5% off the total grosses plus merchandising. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'd love them to do that. That would be fantastic to yeah, just completely mislead the audience entirely. Yeah, again, it'd be very true to the Deadpool character, as you said as well, like yeah. mm. th- all of the fourth wall breaking or what have you. Yeah, offering a different opinion, Mr. I'm, Guy Halford. I don't want to talk about Deadpool. I hate it. Just move on, move on, move on, move on. <laughs> See, I really enjoyed it. The three things I want to mention, watch the trailer with subtitles. We're not going to tell you why it is worth watching the trailer with subtitles okay. the second thing is the whole book report of the old man in the sea at the end of it which I think is a reference to Lo- uh, Hugh Jackman will be appearing as Wolverine at some point in that and also Domino got revealed today so it's going to be a young actress from Atlanta I can't remember what her name is but that sounds quite interesting next trailer big film Guardians of the Galaxy 2 yes what are we feeling I'm, I'm ready. I yeah. love the first one. Just just release it now. I don't need trailers to want to go and see yeah. this film. I, just yeah. take my money. This, <laughs> this is the thing with, with these huge Marvel films. You know, it's a sequel. Yeah. It's part of this massive expanded universe. That audience is there. They're ready. We're yeah. going to hand over our money. Yeah. We don't, I, I don't want to see 
footage from the film. I don't want to yeah. see anything spoiled. Um, although, I mean, the, the trailer is a joy just because yes. of all the colors and the characters and baby group and the chain by Fleetwood Mac. Yes. And it's just, yeah. th- I'm looking forward to the music. Right. I really am. It's due for release in May, so we're not far away now. Yeah. So if, as long as there's no more footage released, um, yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. You know, yeah. They've shown you glimpses. They kind of, you know, the big reveal at the end uh, of the trailer with yes. Kurt Russell's character. We've known that for months anyway. Yes. And yes. I think the bits that they have shown it's been more the jokes rather than actual any plot. So oh, like yeah. the whole yeah, bit yeah. with Rocket and, and Group facing off over over the, over the bomb. The bomb. Yeah. yeah, that and that I'm 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 fine with that. That they're not giving away the plot details. They're just showing yeah. all the fun bits. And Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. is the most fun yeah. uh, superhero film that's ever been made. You know, because yeah. they yeah, know definitely. the source material is so stupid. It's not stupid. It, it's, it's silly. It's fantastical. It gave me a real Bookeroo Banzai kind of feel of yeah. Like, yeah. just yeah. stuff happens and they have to deal with it. Keith, your thoughts? Just. Bring it on. Yeah. I, I, we, again, like everybody else, we don't really need to see this trailer. We're primed. We're, we know we're going to go. Everybody was so overwhelmed yeah. with the first one. So I think just t- tell a good story. That's yeah. all I'm hoping is that mm-hmm. you're not kind of going to sell us down the river with a, you know, a fun film, but just I need a bit of depth in this one. I'd like a little yeah. bit more story. Let's take Peter Quill down an interesting route and see yeah. what happens with I that. I want to see what they do with Kurt Russell. Next one on. Alien Covenant. <coughs> so this is now what number in the Alien franchise? Six hundred and billions. Um, so I'm approaching this from a slightly different perspective, I suspect, than everyone else. In that I have never seen a single Alien film. Oh, me neither. Neither have I. But I have seen Prometheus. Yes. And my you have to choose the, the worst. One. I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, so my theory is that um, the the ship that is glimpsed in the trailer is the ship with... Um, I think that's pretty much yeah. a red. And, yeah. and that the character in the cloak is probably going to be Elizabeth Shaw from Prometheus. I'm, Possibly. That's what I'm thinking. Um, yeah. But the, I, I, I'm such a wimp when it comes to body horror. Yeah. yeah. So all of the glimpses of, you know, the eggs and the facehuggers yeah. and the little creepy tails and tentacles. I was just like sat there watching it on my, on my computer, cringing and squirming. So I don't think I'm going to be seeing this yeah. one. Yeah. So from what we've seen, this fits in between Prometheus and the first Alien movie. Mm. However, Prometheus 2 is still coming as well, apparently. Yeah. I, I don't know now. Yeah. Whole, I'm, I think, I'm just lost. I think completely. it's a whole thing of Ridley Scott realised he did Prometheus. Yeah. Everybody hated it. He's got to scramble back some credibility. So yeah. he's just going to make it. Oh, no. Yeah, I've said I was really bored and didn't like the aliens anymore. But yeah. when I realised that any other idea I had was dumb, <laughs> yeah. like the engineers, let's make yes. them all look like humans, dumb idea, Ridley. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to scramble back, and I don't think he's going to do it. No. Although, there's only two things I want to see in this movie. A, Danny McBride's character is related to Kenny Powers. I think he just B, needs... he survives. Yeah, I've been saying this all week. He needs to run around with a flag sticking his fingers up in the air at the aliens at some point, <laughs> and just whooping. Yeah, Danny McBride needs to live. I think the campaign starts here. Yeah. Danny McBride survives. That's where we want. But... Yeah. It, and I, I think we've all forgotten how impactful the first Alien was and yeah. nothing happens yeah. and in this and trailer even, more happens than happened in the first film yeah I mean even Aliens I think Aliens did the perfect thing and they changed genres for the second movie and it really worked mm. but I'm not sure they've gone going back to just pure horror hasn't really helped the, the franchise since Alien 3 onwards yeah I don't know I, yeah. don't, I don't trust Ridley Scott with it really I think no. he's a little bit I think he needs to start putting the slippers on I also have a feeling in this film that there's going to be too many characters and you're not really going to care about any of them yep. as they each get you know, uh, bumped off one by one. I, I, I think the idea of a spaceship full of couples on yeah. a sort of colonising mission is really interesting, yeah. but they're probably just going to you know, start killing them and, and there's going to be no real dramatic weight to any of it. Yep. Next one up, Get Out. 
I, I, I'm, I, I am so angry that this isn't out in the UK yet because I want to see it now. 17th before, of March. I want to see it before all the think pieces and tweets start spoiling it. Yeah. I watched the trailer for this months ago when it first dropped on Facebook. I didn't watch yeah. it again prior to this show because I don't want any of that. I feel like the entire film is given yes. away in the trailer. Yeah, so from people who don't know what this is, it's Jordan Peele, who's part of Key and Peele, which are a massive comedy duo in America. They're not really transitioned over the pond at the moment, I don't think. I think they're, they're I think it's... People um, know of them, but not... I think it's more... Pe- yeah. uh, this, this is Peel. I think it's yeah. Key, Key, who is in... He's in a couple of films that people yeah. might recognise him from. Yeah. yeah. But they're not They're not known as a duo over here. But So uh, he's directed it. It's a fish-out-of-water horror story is probably the best way to describe it. I, yeah, that, I don't want to give anything away, no. though, because it just looks so cool. So, yeah, well, yeah basically, it's a guy um, who's got this girlfriend, and she takes him home to meet the family for the weekend, yeah. basically. And, and that's all we and, and, yeah, and that's And I was I would say, don't watch the trailer, don't read anything about yeah. it, and just go and see it, because, I, I, yeah, watching the yeah. trailer does sort of... That, the, oh, it does spoil it a little bit. It, well, yeah, because immediately, you're kind of like, oh, okay, well, there's a mounting sense of dread, something's going to yeah. go wrong, and then it shows you all the things that go wrong. Guy? Um, yeah, I can't wait for this. Um, you said it, you don't think it's going to be like this, but it reminded me of a film I've seen called Funny Games, which I'm going to have to have the pleasure of re-watching with my girlfriend, which is a horribly unpleasant film. And Straw Dogs as well, I was getting a vibe. Yeah. Very similar to that. Like these kind of films where you almost kind of sympathise with uh, the people doing the bad deeds, so I'm kind of worried it's going to put me down the Funny Games route, which um, I'm a bit on edge about. But mm. I'm looking forward to it. And also it's got Posh Kennison from Skins. <laughs> oh, has, oh my god. Course, I, forgot that that's, I forgot that was the very first thing he was in before he was in Psychoville and Black yeah. Mirror. Yeah. Although there was a Black Mirror vibe in this as yes. well, I think. Keith? Sleeper hit of the year. Yeah. Written all over this. I think it probably might do well in the Oscars next year. I would hope it would do. I I would I would put my neck on the line by saying it will never get mentioned no. when the Oscars come around. <laughs> I, I would love to see a horror film. Yeah, in get into the Oscars. Because it's a genre they always no. ignore. Yeah. George and Dave, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. So I think, as Phil said, the trailer slightly spoiled things. I hadn't heard much about it and was again kind of watched it going, what is happening? Yeah. A lot, a lot happens in the trailer. Yeah, don't don't bother with the trailers. Just, just go and see the film. Probably better. Yeah, yeah like I say, it was enjoyable, but yeah. yeah, spoiled by too much info. Atomic Blonde, Keith, your thoughts on this one? Looks amazing. Yep. Uh, you might already realise that I'm a big fan of the John Wick movies. Yeah. This one, this one actually comes from a, a, a comic already that's that's out. That I can't remember the title. Um, but yeah, so this looks pretty good. I'm a little bit worried that the marketing's focusing too yeah. much on the slightly overtly sexualisation of some of the characters. It, but I'm quite happy to have a film where the, a lead actress kicks butt. Yeah. I mean, so. Charlie Theron has got previous with Aeon Flux. I, I saw a very brief teaser of this, and I, I yeah. got a huge Aeon Flux vibe from it. Yeah, and I thought so you were going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> and Sophia Bogdalia? Yes, something like that. King of Star Trek Beyond. It's good to see her coming out a little bit more. Surprised James McAvoy popped up in it. And it's just like, it's, he it's, likes it's, doing it? these things. Yeah, he likes doing his wanteds yeah. and his filths yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it looks looks great. Yeah. You know, um, I just want I just want a crossover movie between John Wick and Atomic Blonde. I mean, I couldn't see anything. On release date, and it just says coming soon. So I'm assuming this is a teaser of a teaser of a teaser. Yeah, I think it's yeah. kind of it's it's, it's going to hit the states well before it hits. Us. Yeah, yeah I, was but, say, I um, think it, I think it was the teaser for the restricted trailer which dropped last yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, we sat and watched the restricted trailer this morning. Um, mm. As long as they're not going to sell it on Charlie's Throne Brain Hot, because unfortunately the trailer does open with a long lingering shot of a fishnet clad thigh, which was a bit like immediately turns me off. Just yeah. Like, yeah. No, this is clearly not designed for me. This I is think it's a sexy spy film, and there's there's yeah. a lot of 
girl on girl action in the trailer as well, which again it seems to be they are selling it on. Come and watch this. Yeah. There's two hot ladies getting it on. Oh, it's female empowerment, Ooh. but also like men are going to get really worked yeah. up watching it. I'm just yeah. hoping it's being missold that way yeah. and actually it isn't part. I'm of hoping it'll be like a female John Wick, no plot, and just some action happens. Yeah. That would be really good. Proper kicking ass. Yeah. Next one is. American Fable, 13th March, out at SXSW. Pan's Labyrinth 5, but American. But, but American. American Pan's Labyrinth is... Yeah. 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 And, it, and the trailer gives you nothing, no and, information. But whatsoever. I was quite glad about that. Yeah. After watching the Get Out trailer, it's like, well, there's a lot of really interesting visuals there, but the plot, you have no idea, so you can no. go in blind. Yeah, yeah, it looks really good. I mean, worth worth a watch. Can you give me two minutes of my life back, please, and waste <laughs> my time by making me watch that? Yeah. I think awful. I think I'm, it might be I'll good. I'll be honest, I'm, I'm kind of a guy. It, I, I just sat there like, what, what's what's going on? What's because this? they're giving you yeah. so little information. I think it's going to be a case of it's yeah. more. Watch I, I a bit think more. it's a little. It's a case of trying far too hard to be a Guillermo del Toro movie. It's yes, like, just don't go there because you're never going to do it. The the character on the horse with the horned mask yeah. was felt too lifted. Uh, it's yes. not an homage. Yeah. It's just a carbon copy. I mean, yeah. Ryan, they gave me plenty of information. The information I got from that was don't go and see this piece of trash. <laughs> it, it could either go Pan's Labyrinth or it could go something like The Village. Signs, put it yeah. that way. Yeah. Uh, last movie, emoji movie, out the fourth of August. Bye. Patrick yeah. Stewart is the poo. I mean, yeah. what else do you need to know about this film? That, uh, I mean, what? The trailer did make me snort air through my nostrils a little bit by having the meh introduce it, yeah. but that that was it for me. Yeah, I think it's... I think the marketing people knew that people were going to scoff at this, so started with the yeah. yeah meh yeah. Yeah, I, I won't see it. It will do huge business it's amongst the, teen, the little yeah. kids. Yeah. We're all 15 years, 20 years too old to, to yeah, be the target yeah. audience. For it's this. one of those films, just probably the less said about it, the better, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, your thoughts, let us know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You brought this to my attention recently. There seems to be a lot of those collect bits in parts magazines going on oh, again at the yes. moment. You mean by you, by me? I have a name. Yes. <laughs> you guy, you. You, sir. Who, sir? You, sir. <laughs> Do you have the power? The power of the magazine kit? <laughs> We're going down the labyrinth <laughs> <Yes>. again. <laughs> it's just you saying you, sir, that automatically gets me on labyrinth mode. It's the fact that like, six people in the same room instantly go to the same spot. <laughs> right, so explain your hatred of these. What's the point? I mean, this, is it rubbish? This is what I'm... We're change, changing why is it rubbish to is mm-hmm. it rubbish? Why do these things exist? We've all been suckered by them at one point. But I was watching... Normally at the age of, like, nine. Yeah. Yeah. So I was watching TV the other day, and there's the one for Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Where you collect Assassin's Creed figures. Who wants it? I've, like, I've, I've done some of them. We're about to find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did look at them. Yeah, so I, I did the um, the Marvel chess set that they brought out not too long ago. I mean, We, we it's do me, still yeah. have the Rogue and Gambit <clears throat> chess pieces, which are really yeah. nice, but they are set it's, up on a very high shelf, because if you breathe on them incorrectly, they break. Yes, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's poly- yeah. polycast resin is not strong. No. I think the Assassin's Creed stuff is going to be exactly the same. We're both yeah. big Assassin's Creed fans, so we did have a little look. Like, oh, cool, yeah. the figures might be yeah. nice. No, they're not. They're really cheap and nasty. Don't bother. It's one of those things like the... The initial, like you know, promo fi- shot of the figures that they have, they look amazing, and then when you actually see the ones that come in with the magazines, just like, you know, why, why, why is it, uh, it why is your cross-eyed? <laughs> yeah, mm. I mean, the thing that gets me with these magazines, they always suck you in for the first one or two issues at ninety-nine p, and it's like, well, I'll get that because then it's a regular payment. I won't notice it. It's ten quid a month. It'll be a coffee or coffee yeah. a day or something like <clears> that. <throat> And I think people start realising how it, much it mounts up pretty damn quickly. Yeah, mm. I think it's it's a 
double-edged sword yeah. for these things. I think the ones that build and you're getting piecemeal bits and pieces are not worth the time of no. day at I mean, all. We've all seen like the human body one when you're yeah. a kid. Yeah. And it, it, was like, it starts yeah. off. Yeah. And yeah. also as well, yeah. once the fourth issue's gone out, no no shop stocks them unless no. you order them. Or, yeah. And yeah. So that you know, there's no point in trying to collect them just on a you know ad hoc basis. Yeah. But I think the ones that are just pieces, you know, a lot of the kind of uh, A figure, they did a yeah. whole run of Marvel ones. And I think if you see one, you think, oh, that's kind of cool, I'm going to do it. They've got the Beatles albums at the moment coming oh, out. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, the first one's there. But again, you know, to some people that might appeal because they might not have a local record shop. And it's kind of yeah. cool, I want to get a heavyweight vinyl of those. So if you can pick and choose, nice. But the idea of, like, build your own R2-D2 over 4,000 yeah. parts is going to cost you £16 million. Yeah. It's yeah. not the way to go. And especially as your news agents go... I didn't get that one in. What the vital part that now yeah. everything else is completely a waste of time on? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you sorry, guy and guy and Ryan biting heads, <laughs> biting heads on this topic. Um, if you look at the Beatles ones, for example, the the collection of Beatles records I would like are nice sleeves and gatefolds. This is just a literally cheap made sleeve of a record slipped in because they've obviously printed too many and they've yeah. got to, they've got to flog them off. And it's kind of like you're paying ten pounds for that one. If you can spend twelve quid on Amazon. You get the nicer deal of it, and I don't understand. I think it's like they've got too much to get rid of. Yeah, and also be. I think as well, like the pit, the collections are pointless. Like I remember a kid being a kid, I collected the dinosaur ones. Do you remember that? So the dinosaur, dinosaur one. Dinosaur one. Yeah. Yes. So I felt great once you we built the final dinosaur skeleton. And next week it's like, right, so now you can build the actual outer shell. And you have to collect all the outer shell parts as well, like his body parts. And each part comes with a magazine that's been written, just like with the worst writing and the worst pictures. And it's just like, oh God, why even bother? I don't know. I mean, there is some call for them. I mean, if you are really into a specific subject, like so there will be some people who are massively into Assassin's Creed and they'll yeah. probably appreciate a collection like that. Same with like the Marvel chess, because it's going to be, it's yeah. there to be a conversation piece. It's yeah. there to be a statement piece and you're going to spend the money on that rather than something else and wasting it on yeah. food or chocolates or sweets. And I just then, think yes, if you're a big fan, save the money that you would spend on those. Yeah. Because by the time you've bought however many issues of these magazines at five quid a pop, like you've yeah. got enough to just buy a nice figure. Like yeah. pick yeah. your favourite and buy a decent one. Well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, one of the things that I was tempted to do but didn't end up doing was, have you seen the, the Star Wars helmet collections? Which are all at like yeah, they're, they're, I vaguely like, like, remember seeing yeah, that there's, on mine. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's them which are they're about one six scale, and at the time I was collecting the Hot Toys figures, which you know yeah. the, the high end collectible that, figures, that, that sort of thing. And I thought you know because I was toying with doing some custom stuff, so I thought maybe get those, see and like and adapt them to fit into the custom figures that I want to do. So for stuff like that and as display pieces, I can get it, but the prices they charge, it's too much. But arguably for the quality. Isn't aren't these products surely they're available to buy as a collection elsewhere? I mean, for example, with the Beatles records, you can just go and buy the box. Yeah, set, like I think I they did. count so on novelty. I think they count on they have like the big um, TV ad for the first issue. Yeah, and they're like, oh, you know, this is something that you probably and normally it's something that you know you've never had an interest in before. You've never even considered yeah, spending money on before. The but because it's ninety nine p and it's on telly and it looks really cool, you're like, yeah. oh, you know, yeah, maybe I will take up collecting, you know, uh, semi-precious gems in a Perspex box. <laughs> I actually had that one. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. But the thing is, like, with your Marvel chess set, I yeah. get that you collected it, but surely you could just bang the Marvel chess set on a credit card and paid off that each month instead of having to wait each to month be, to get it. To, to be fair, there was no way that was actually selling an, a proper Marvel chess set. 
There must be by now, I should think. But yeah, it's true. Dave Whitney after this feature. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was to say, well, he collected how many of them, and the ones that we still own are the Roman Gambit pieces, yeah. which shows of their, uh, their and, and the Luke Cage ability. Oh yes, we do still have the Luke right. Cage. So, yes. Whilst, whilst we've been chinwagging, sorry, I've been looking through. I mean, there's two major people who produce this stuff, which is Eagle Moss and Dean Mostini. Yeah. They're the ones you always see the adverts for. It's yeah, usually it's around Christmas time, I think they launch. Yeah, stuff like that. interesting. Ha- ha- yes. Hatchet Park or Park Works. The person you really don't know what to buy. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that, you were wrapping up that at Christmas, you get a 99p magazine starter <laughs> issue one. <laughs> but you, there's like some of these, I. I I have no genuine understanding of who would buy this. So you've got like the Batman Automobilia collection. Mm. How many cars has Batman had to have like a lot? lot. It's a the Batmobile, lot. right? Oh, there's yes, been a lot of Batmobiles. And there's yeah, a quite a few Batmobiles. Batmobiles. Okay, so this yeah. is just banking people having. The Riddlermobile. There's there's a lot of vehicles within the Batman universe. Who has got a spare room with nothing but shelf space for all this crap? The, the sad true. thing is, I know people who do. I think yeah. I think as well they're preying on the fact that we are all collectors of one form or another. Yeah. You yes. bang if you, mm. if you if you were clever and you'd banged out a. Buffy the Vampire Slayer figurine set yeah. this year, people would have bought that. Yes. You would have shifted millions of copies. <laughs> You'd have shifted millions yeah. of copies of issue one if you'd have had a Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer so model. I'm going to go through a few of the other odd, more oddity Just ones. Just looking at one of the ones there, it's the Jazz one. Got to say, side note, I saw that was coming out. Felt really smug, so I went and gone picked up two from the newsagents. It was the Miles Davis album for the first issue, um, kind of blue. £5 nice. for the record. Sold them on eBay, £10 each. <gasps> yeah. That's the, that's the other thing that will happen. Yeah. These things will end up on eBay. And sometimes yeah. you might be better off not buying yeah. the magazine and waiting for somebody to stick it on eBay for two ninety nine just to get the figure out of the box. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So build your own R2D2 we've already covered. They've yeah. got build your own Millennium Falcon one to one. I model. remember the Millennium what? Falcon one. And when Once, it says one to one model, I was oh, thinking, are you actually building yeah. the Millennium Falcon in the garage? I remember, no, it's, I remember it's this. It's like yes. the four foot model that they used yeah, on the set. It's built, yeah, one to yeah. one scale that slightly replica of the prop. But my animal farm, are we going to George Orwell <laughs> territory with this one? <laughs> You're a very own snowball and Napoleon. <laughs> yes. Um, the Zippo collection. So collect, lighters. Yeah, collecting yeah. Zippo lighters. Right. Uh, simple stylish knitting, which you can buy a magazine for any time of the week. I'm sure you yeah. can yes. get a, a magazine of knitting patterns yes. for like fifty p. Yeah. I'm sure Poundland like do wool and everything like that. You, you can get bumper packs of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, Star Wars helmet collection we mentioned, and the other one that got to me is enhancing your mind, body, and spirit. What on earth is um, that? Well, yeah. To be fair, is this like you get yoga mats free with your magazine? Yeah, is that, the first, Sudoku, is that the first issue tells you not to buy any more issues? Yeah, maybe another one: yeah. military vehicles, miniature models of military vehicles, and watches. And watches. See, this is getting the into like the top trumps territory of like. I, saying, you know, I get really confused by why they've made certain yeah. like, decks. The, the vehicles I can see because there are, are some get, avid yeah. military history. I collectors. do quite like the hand-painted replica flip fruit collection that you can yes. get. That's quite <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh yes. my Brilliant. The Doctor Who figurine collection. There's a, there's a, there's a National Has Geographic one about maths. Yeah, that's what I would like to know. Uh, uh, probably no. <laughs> I know it's now available on Netflix because Brumara messaged me in the week and started watching it. Uh, <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did. And now it's time for How Shabby Cosplay. So it's time to return to one of our greatest features that we all know and love very well. Where one, from, some, one from the archives. One from the archives where somebody runs out with a shiny £5 note and has to assemble a costume in all its geek finery. This week it is 
Miss George Ellesmere. I am stumped. Yes. Um, it was either going to really work or really not. I've gone for the world's most budget poison ivy. Ah! Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Complete with the Stop. return of the Charlie Dimmick materials. This was yes. once a planter bag that we have uh, <laughs> cut the bottom out of and safety pinned. And then I've hot glued loads and loads of little tiny stationary flowers. And then I've got Stop. a little floral headband. Mm-hmm. And have converted a green eyeshadow into a lipstick, which feels really weird. I'm just going to throw that out there. I wouldn't, would not recommend no. as a method. I've, I've got to say, I did enjoy the the ringing note of understanding as soon as George said budget po- poison ivy from you guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Mm, yeah. So, you know, total expenditure? Uh, four quid. You know when you did the gluing, did you fill out this and burn it to yourself? No, I had a glamorous assistant to help me, so actually Dave did the burning of his fingers while I put the the hot glue on my makeshift corset. Dave has stuck on the little flowers. Yes, it's not (laughs) pound shop cosplay unless you have to say ow in 30 (laughs) (laughs) repeatedly for 30 seconds. Yes, it's not not pound shop cosplay unless you're doing it the night before. Burning, like, burn, uh, burning your fingers with hot glue and, and, go, and swearing Sewing sponges together. Yes. Weird things like that which you never thought you'd ever do. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes it this is, is very the first pound shop cosplay I've done of one of my actual cosplays. So yes. there you go. Yeah. So <laughs> how would this compare to your regular cosplay? Um, well, I think this is possibly more comfortable than my actual poison <laughs> ivy. <laughs> like, yeah, so let's, I think a corset made of pond liner is a lot more comfortable <laughs> than the actual boned one I normally use. Um, yeah. I guess I think that that's its advantage. It looks like you might get sweaty in it. Uh, it you probably it's would. not breathable. It's, it's not no. a particularly no. breathable to be, fabric. To be fair, However, you are waterproof, yeah. which again is an advantage over most cosplays. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, we kind of get sweaty in the costumes anyway. So that's true. Yeah, that's not that difficult. <laughs> usual. Not, not no wiki. I'm quite impressed with how well it's holding up. I was slightly concerned that all the hot glowing would have my, failed by the yeah. time I got it here, but yeah. it's um no, I haven't yeah, lost a flower yet. Do, do not doubt my skills. Yes. Dave, do you want to tell us what's going on at Geek Retreat this week? Yeah, okay, so first off the board, we've got a Spider-Man drawing class at 3pm on Monday, which, oh. yeah, sounds <laughs> fairly... <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is that drawing Spider-Man or sp- Spider-Man's going to be teaching you how to draw? Is it like Could life drawing? Like, yeah. you have to dress- <laughs> <laughs> how do you know it's him if he's not wearing his costume? <laughs> you have to dress as Spider-Man to draw. The mask on. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's just gonna be a little people dressed as Spider-Man drawing like bowls of fruit. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> we do completely endorse this event yes. now, so <laughs> yes. please turn turn up to this class in Spider-Man costumes. Yes. We're going to. Yes. All out of our systems. <laughs> no, not yet. Shall we carry on? Keep this thing about oranges again yet? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a lovely bunch of easy peels and jeans. <laughs> Easy peels. Keep your easy peel to yourself, sir. Sweet and juicy. Tangerine dreams. <laughs> Ryan, what's in the box? Right. Me and Guy. What's were in talk- the box? <laughs> Content. Sorry. Yes, we were talking about it's this. A, at- <laughs> a box. Yeah, Guy and I were talking about this earlier in the week. Is we seem to be on a bit of a nostalgia bing- binge in our podcast recently. Yeah, trying to grab hold of our youth. <laughs> yes. So I thought I'd return to our own news and bring forth. The mighty Kinder Egg, which the Americans are not allowed to have because they choke on them, apparently. These are illegal. These are banned and illegal in the US. Because they pose a choking hazard. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. So So you could go to a shop in America and buy a gun and bullets, but you can't buy a Kinder Egg. Yes. Yes. More dangerous. More dangerous. So they've started theming them boys and girls, which I really hate. So everybody's getting a 
everybody's getting a Kinder Egg. I don't care if it's pink or blue or green yep. or purple or whatever colour choice they are. I mean, if it's not green on the inside, it's not a Kinder Egg. That's what I'm saying. Right. I can see one woman on that box. I don't want this gendered nonsense. If yes. I don't get the one I'm gonna woman go. toy, I'm going to throw a tantrum. I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. Wait, Matrix style, left or right? Hang on, Phil, I've got to ask, when have you ever had a Kinder Egg that's green on the inside? They're always green on the inside. Uh, oh, they're yellow. Phil's <laughs> <laughs> having green poop. <laughs> they're green. They're yellow. It's supposed to be the like yolk of the egg. Being given Christmas pre- they, they were I mean, that went in like yeah. vultures then. Oh my god. They're worse. I'm going to close my eyes and just randomly pick one. And now I'm going to smash it against my phone. Right, left or right. Oh, I feel sick, so I don't want. Pick no. The toy. We need it for the toy. You don't even have to eat the chocolate. The chocolate's rubbish in Kinder Eggs. There's no chocolate in Kinder Eggs. It's like. Uh, it's like the it's world's like a thinning thinning layer rubbish. of nothing. It's like an after eight has been formed into an egg form. Is it even chocolate? Phil's dropping litter on the floor. See, oh, see, I'm glad I swear spoiled. they used to be green. They were never no. green. I no, think just, always yellow. Is this like the, is this like get, the, you're just having out of date Is this like the Sherlock Holmes thing again? Were you having knockoff sheer eggs when you were a child? Phil, is this the moment where you realise you might be colourblind? No, my brother actually is colourblind, so maybe... Please enjoy the sound of us opening chocolate on air. Your shirt's like orange, right? <laughs> oh, what, the, what the toss is this? <laughs> I'm never sure with Kinder Chocolate if it's actually good or not. Oh, I, yeah, I don't open. think it's good. But it's chocolate, oh, so it's fine. Yeah. They've done like new safety cups on oh. these. So you Sorry. can't get in them? Yeah. Oh, what the hell is this? <laughs> what? What, what is what, that? What is that? It's like a pig. Can I get mine open? With a weird Help cone me. up its bottom. <laughs> A weird what of its bottle? It's like a little uh, cone, like thimble thingy up its backside. Yes. Yes. Oh, I have a car. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Oh, I've I'm actually gonna... got something oh. to build. I've got stuff to build. <gasps> Keith. I've got a, I've got a dangly flash. <laughs> and that's think... what you'll be saying to the police later tonight. I've got a dog, but I've got to build it. Oh. oh. I've got wow. a moving microphone. <laughs> I have a dangly Batman. I want, I want... Oh. Oh. I think I know what it is. <coughs> is it a Shopkin? No, it's like, I think, so this, it's got, it's got this sort of, um, so it's a little plastic pig and it's got a little, it's like a weird coney thingy underneath it. And I think when you squash it down, it like, it's meant to like jump up, like bounce up, but it's not working. So I don't know, it's I don't care. My, nice. my toy's garbage. I've just realized as well, Batman's ears are in the wrong place. How? They're on the side of his head instead of yeah. on the top. It, it looks like. It's winged up Batman. He looks like a monkey in a Batman suit. He <laughs> <laughs> looks like a chimp. <laughs> Maybe it's Batchimp. Maybe we have discovered a new DC character that they haven't revealed on air yet. I just don't know what this is, Ryan. I do quite like the way they are styled after the kind of Zack Snyder type of Justice League. Wonder Woman looks very unhappy on the mm. pictures inside it. and uh, It's Batman versus Superman, Wonder Woman. Yeah, and Jon Stewart, not the TV presenter, but the Green Lantern, he looks really cross. Christ on a bike, wait till you see what I've got. I've just worked it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a finger fox. <laughs> oh. Explain to us what it is, Guy. Oh, I like that. Explain to us. It's, it's a, a fox face. It's two rings and I've had to really squeeze it on my little finger and it forms a fox on my finger. Because, what? you know, that's what every bit of fashion needs is a fox finger. What Are the you fox sure say, that guy? was uh, the X-rated Kinder Egg? Mate, you'd do some dump, somebody some damage if you use that. I have a car. I have assembled my little sports car. Ribbed for your pleasure. <laughs> do we like my, It's actually got proper wheels. Oh, it looks like a lawnmower, Ryan. That's a lawnmower. <laughs> weird lump on the back. It looks yeah, like, you know those, you know those cars you have when you're a toddler and you're trying oh, to right. learn to How walk? Does that work? And they're like, they buy you the oh. car with the big 
And then you're in it, and you're like dangling. Yes. Yeah. Look at that, bad boy. Amazing. This is stopping circulation to my finger. <laughs> Take it off then. George, I have think you, I can get it off. Have you managed to assemble yours? No, I'm sulking because I didn't get a Wonder Woman. What have you got instead? It's a dog. I've got a build, but <laughs> it doesn't seem to actually fit together. I think he's very happy with his flash. Well, I was until I realised he's got a massive lump on the back of his head. And he's supposed to do other stuff. Is it inoperable? Yeah. Is it like supposed to be a phone charge charm or something? No. It's they they did this with the the Marvel ones a while back because they were all over Facebook. Essentially, this like around about the jawline, the head's supposed to open up, and there's like a counter thing on the Mm -hmm. inside, and you, it's it's some that why there's a big hinge on the back. Yes, it's some weird thing, some weird game you're supposed to play that just never makes sense. I have stickers with mine, but there's no instructions where to stick them. This is the thing that I always find with Kinder Eggs. Yeah. They throw stuff in the little tube, but don't explain what it's for. But are yes, Kinder Eggs responsible right? for this kind of crap not being well, in cereals? Because I quite, I quite used to quite like it when you had your Rice Krispies and you got a toy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you would like empty out the entire mm-hmm. box into the bowl just to get that just like, to get the little plastic packet in the bottom. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But these are quite disappointing, really. Ron, I'm going to give this to my girlfriend. Are you? I'm sure she'll be delighted. I'm sure yes. she'll like her fox thread and finger thing. Of doom. I think mine's broken. <laughs> this is an unmitigated failure. <laughs> George, Must, George yeah. you have to the end of the show to build that and okay. let us know what it is. It's, it is yes. a dog, I just can't. I think a nostalgia dog. trip is a lot more rose tinted glasses. Yeah, yeah rose tinted yes. glasses. 20 years since Joss Whedon upturned two people in our studio's world with the launch of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So I'm going to hand over to. Phil and George to introduce us to why Buffy is such a seminal series. Like the 20th anniversary was on March 10th of the first airing of Welcome to the Hellmouth, which is the first episode of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV series, because the, the film is not canon, officially. It really isn't. It has Luke no. Perry. It's nothing. Yeah, please please don't watch that. Um, essentially, it was just completely groundbreaking at the time. The The basic like concept that Whedon had was that he wanted to make a movie where... Well, a, a film where... Rather than the pretty blonde girl is usually the one who runs away, falls over, twists her ankle, gets eaten by the monster, what if the monster was running away from the tiny blonde girl? Essentially, it was the base concept, and it's brilliant. It's just genius. I agree. I think you um, made your point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, pretty much. So, um, it, it was one of the sort of few shows that I was properly obsessed with when I was sort of in my early teens. Yeah. So I'd been like kind of into... Star Trek before that, which is obviously a very hardcore geeky series. I was massively into my Deep Space Nine and Voyager. I think Buffy came along at the perfect time for me. I was around 12 or 13, and it had all this kind of like cool genre stuff going on, but the characters, you know, were kids, basically. So it was just sort of so much more relatable. They had the whole metaphor of, you know, growing up is literally hell. Um, You know, sort of your teachers can quite literally be monsters, you know, things like that. Um, Always kind of quite clever parallels. and yeah, it was just sort of, and, and so I kind of grew up alongside that. Um, however, I have got to say, I uh, so on the, the anniversary of Welcome to the Hellmouth airing, I watched Welcome to the Hellmouth, and um, it's really fun. It, it is so much like Clueless, but with vampires. Yeah. Um, and I never realised just how 90s it is. Um, but I, I, I basically, I ended up binging all of season one, and um, my opinion is, it's basically, if you treat season one as a pilot, 
in that you don't really have to watch it. It does not get good until sort of halfway through season two. So you're saying like Next yeah. Generation style, that yeah, season one's just, worth a watch? I think it was incredible really at the time. It just hasn't aged well. It's yeah. extraordinarily yeah. 90s. Yeah. The, the, the fashion and and all some of the dialogue and some of the characters. Like, like I don't think that Sarah Mastodga like, got Buffy until sort season of into two. the second yeah. series. Like, it was, you can see that she's acting and that's kind of, you know, you can see, you can see the cogs moving. Yeah. Um, I think that um, it was great, kind of a great way of introducing all the characters. But they really they 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 hit their stride once the story started getting a little bit more adult, a little bit more complex. It Basically, once Spike first series was it was pretty much just yeah. purely monster of the week every week, say, and, and yeah. the whole the master storyline. Just like yeah. it's it's it was very they were kind of going for that gothic horror, you know, sort of B movie style, um, but it just comes off as really really corny, not as clever as it was at the time. Uh, yeah. I'll be honest. I never watched it when it was originally out. Um, I only started watching it, I think, last year when I borrowed George's box set. Mm-hmm. Got about halfway through the first season and turned it off. Yeah, I think my all my fond memories are of the later seasons when the characters are much more grown up. Um, so yeah. when they're in college or when, you know, um, sort of the maybe fifth or sixth season when it gets a lot more serious. Yeah. And I think that's where sort of my real memories of it are because that's yeah. kind of the age I was at when I was watching yeah. it. I mean, I must make special mention of the theme as well. Because when that first kicks in, oh, I and mean, you've got brilliant. that gothic, yeah. gothic, piano, gothic piano, and then it's just bam. And, and I have to say, some of the musical cues all the way throughout the series were yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is pretty much like the Dawson's Creek of the geek side. I'd say it is. I mean, that and that's it. The sort of the teen soap elements, it nails yeah. it. Um, although, again, watching it at twenty nine, I'm like, oh my god, will you just respect your mother a bit more? <laughs> she moved to a new town. She is trying to keep her gallery afloat while dealing with this delinquent of a daughter. Yeah. And it's like when I was watching skins a few years ago and you find yourself empathizing more with the grown-ups than with the teenagers yeah. and it's like okay this is i am no longer the uh, the target audience and for this that's when i quite liked it when they brought in faith because it, it, it turns it around on the head where buffy's like oh you're such a pain in the yeah bum. and she's like, oh actually no i as much of a screw as i think i am i am actually the one who has i've been given everything yeah. i have a family i have friends i am yeah. you know i i am not the outsider that i thought i was faith yeah. truly is that kind of um that foil yeah it was an interesting show in in, in ways that it, it often wasn't afraid to make Buffy the least interesting character. Yeah. Oh, when you've got, yeah. you know, yeah. Angel, yeah. Spike, <coughs> uh, you know... Even Oz. Xander had his moments a little well, bit. Well, Xander was what is, yeah. is the unsung hero of the yeah. entire show, really. He kind of holds it all together. But, yeah. um, you know, the later series I, I kind of got a little bit kind of tired with. But then I was happy enough then because we'd span off into Angel. So the yeah. Angel series is going on. And I was never a big fan of Anya changing her hair colour to a blonde. That no. was like, that was never a good I mean, movie. her hair changed every week for about a, a year, I think. If we're talking yeah. about Angel, the Muppets episode is still one of my favourites. Oh, Smile Time is an <laughs> yes. incredibly brilliant yeah. episode. That is just wonderful. But A um, yeah. friend of mine has the, um, the Spike puppet from that show. Yeah. Well, he has um, it signed by James yeah. Masters. He, 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 lost, yeah. he lost his tiny little mind when James Masters <laughs> <laughs> but this is a strong enough series that, that, that Joss has done. Uh, I think it's yeah, Freya, say, which is the, um, the the, the yeah. series in the future. But also, yeah. you know, we've still got seasons going in comic books now, and Faith's well, got her own series. It's still and running, stuff. It's still yeah, running yeah, in, in a way. It's still the continuity of the same TV show. Yeah. I, I like that those yeah. stories are continuing. I mean, comics yeah. aren't really my thing, so I'm, uh, in my head it ended at yeah. the end of season seven. And I think yeah. that it was a really lovely finale. I think that it was uh, one of the few series enders where... The, I mean, obviously, Joss Whedon's a big yeah. fan of metaphor, and it's a lovely metaphor yeah. that basically, you know, the, 
girls always feel like there's only room at the top yeah. for one woman and actually at the end she's like no no there's room for every woman to be yeah. powerful yeah. And, 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 and do whatever she wants I mean the one thing that I'll always say about the show is if you look about the impact further down the line Joss Whedon's now allowed to do pretty much what they want but it was the first probably show runner the entirety of the season it's mm. something that we suffer a lot with nowadays so you get people like Greg Berlanti who will start off an arrow for two seasons then he'll move over to The Flash yeah, then he'll do yeah. stuff on Legends of Tomorrow whereas DC. it was always Joss's vision this was Joss yeah. and, and also from start to finish. probably the first example of how to do a superhero show on TV yeah. and have it done well yeah. I mean it sits hand in hand with J. Michael Straczynski's Babylon 5 with me because that's mm. pretty much the sci-fi version of that series it was it was kind of like a sci-fi slice of life drama, but it had a five-season story arc, and it was always going to be a five-season story arc. And, and that's what Buffy kind of felt like. There was a few filler episodes, but not enough. Oh, I mean, to yeah. Turn yeah, you, you off. could, cut, especially in the earlier seasons, you could cut out, you could cut the seasons in half in terms of length, and, and yeah. have that same core story. So you know, you could have the, the master story is told in maybe two hours. You could have yeah. the Angela story in a couple of hours. You could have the yeah. Maya story, and you know, the, the big bads are kind of always seeded throughout. Yeah, um, and that, it shared that I think at the time with the X Files, where they have the case of the week. And then there's this overarching mythology that's yeah. building and building. Uh, yeah. But the legacy. Well, we of, called it Monster of the Week, yeah. and yeah. it was that kind of style it was so of that. Meta that he yeah. writes extraordinarily long story arcs. Anybody who's ever watched Buffy knows that he starts laying yeah. the seeds so early on. I mean, there are jokes in sort of in the sort of first couple of seasons of Buffy that don't pay off until sort of three seasons oh. later. Yeah. I think yes. the classic being the reference where there is an episode where they have kind of an alternate universe stuff of what would have happened if Buffy yeah. had never come to Sunnydale, and there is Willow makes a joke about her vampire self being kind of gay, and as everybody knows, then like three seasons later Willow is an out lesbian yeah. with a fantastic girlfriend and it was kind of this little reference that didn't pay off for seasons but was obviously yeah. there in the back of Whedon's mind somewhere and if you think about this it now, was where Willow was going yeah. Joss Whedon is now in charge of the Avengers so it's his overarching vision when when you got all the side movies really Joss Whedon's probably had a hand in even on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Jed Whedon's yeah. the showrunner on it but I'm sure Joss well, has the, the, yeah, J- Joss, Joss was doing the, yeah. the very early episodes for it I think a lot of modern TV shows have got a yeah. lot of debt to this I think um, yes. modern Doctor Who and um, and and, and uh, what's his name I can't remember the name of the guy who runs Doctor Who oh Moffat Stephen Moffat no the yeah. other, the other yeah. Russell T Davis oh, Russell, Russell T Davis, Davis. Yes. I think Russell T yeah. Davis has a lot to owe to kind of early yeah. Buffy yeah. and stuff I think like, the character of Rose was yeah. Buffy inspired and that she was, she was an ordinary girl um, living in an extraordinary story. life yeah. yeah I mean the one episode which we need to bring up and respect is the one where Buffy's mother dies the, the body, body the yes. body is an incredible and, and it's hailed as one of the greatest pieces of TV and it is one of the greatest pieces of TV yeah it's wonderful it's wonderfully done and it was one of these shows that was it was laughed at it was for kids and yeah. if you read kind of some of the stuff that the cast themselves have been talking about the last few days there's a brilliant yeah. piece I read earlier on about James Masters who didn't want to be in it because yeah. it was a show for kids and it was silly and then he watched it and was like get me on this show get although me on this having show. recently re season one season one was for kids season yeah. one was and then you have the body right which the is yeah. one of the most I think true sort of depictions of dealing with, with a, grief and the, loss yeah. with grief and loss exactly and, and it wasn't and I think it was you know once the characters got that bit older and uh, the characters started mm. to grow up and the series grew they up they could go to these re- they weren't afraid to go to very very dark places um, and, and yeah it was it, it was fantastic yes. yeah. I mean, skip hats, season one go back and watch it basically and hats off all round right Guy you went to Crufts you had some good doggy times you've got a dog in there for us <laughs> I don't Ryan challenged me to um well, I gave you a five-pound hat challenge, and you went a bit overboard, didn't you? I, I, I was within budget. Yes. Um, I was there for two minutes when I saw this item. It's a dog toy. It's literally... I, I can't 
words can't even describe what you're about to see. So you, you essentially you, you blew your ward very early on? Pretty much, sure. yeah. yeah. Blew my ward on a dog toy. Um, there's like a basket of toys lying around, like for dogs. And I saw this looking back at me for £1.50. pence. I'm actually a little bit apprehensive. Yeah. No, I can't think I come out of that bag. £1.50. This One is worrying. Do you want to close your eyes and then open them? Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. we're all closing our eyes. We're ready, we're ready. I'm, by, it's still, I'm pulling it out still. <laughs> I don't want to hear that coming from your mouth, on it. <laughs> your eyes on this. Oh, God! Oh, my Whoa, God. I was not expecting that. How is that classed as a dog toy? My God, that, that is... That is... Oh! Jesus! Do that again because its head moves. It's almost like it's. Oh, it's like Catwoman gone wrong. I don't, no. Is that, is Even that, Halle Berry oh. was a better version of Catwoman. It is like. Okay, okay but, so who's uh, going to describe this? I, I can't cope. Keith, you can describe what guy is holding. Right, what we're seeing here is a uh, human-sized thing with a cat head. With excessive Joker-style makeup, that's winking at uh, us. Chewbacca bandoliers and um, basically the rest of a gimp outfit on. It is <laughs> uh, shocking, and the tail comes out of it. So it is a cat. It, it is, is an actual. It is a bondage cat toy for dogs. Is that, I mean, is that not a mask though? Yeah. That yeah. Is. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I don't know because the eyes are. Pe- it's winking as well. That's not mask. Uh, no. I'm not okay. Put it away. What exactly is your dog supposed to do with it? I mean, chew it. Squeak it. So it's well, sexualising the act of a dog chewing on a, a if, cat. If I had a dog and that came around the corner with that in its mouth, I was like, where, where Bad were you dog. Wow. <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny that you mention that. Is there a Did whole range of these toys? Yes, I, I, um, I, I took this home for... Um, <laughs> Research experimentation purposes. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I took this home for my girlfriend Laura uh, and decided to. Uh, she must it. have been so grateful. <laughs> and she bought her dog a toy, and <laughs> I bought him a toy, and this was his reaction to it. Uh, which bear me a second. Sound <laughs> 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 and bark at it. He doesn't seem very happy about it. No. Just or maybe he's very happy about We're it. watching a video of a dog carrying this toy round in his mouth. Oh, no. A little cockapoo. I enjoyed that his first reaction was to stand and bark at it until you squeaked it. Though. I don't trust it. Like, what, what is, is this? this? <laughs> yes, yeah, he yeah. still does not like it at all. I don't blame him. No, I- I'm with oh, you. No, 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 dog. no, he loves it. Like the toy Laura bought him, he has no interest in that whatsoever. <laughs> but he's been walking around. And I hid that from him because I was like, I don't want him to chew it too much because I've got to take it into the studio. I'm hoping and you washed uh, it before you <laughs> And um, he's been barking, uh, trying to find it and barking wherever it's been hidden. So he I'm going to have nightmares about this guy. <laughs> yeah. You, you just do not want that showing up. I think uh, you, should, I think you yeah. should leave this in the studio, just like propped up on a shelf for whoever comes think, in next. I yep. think we should hide, yes. Lou, hide it behind Lou so when they take Lou away. It's just, that is oh, truly it's, bizarre. If the head bobbles along when you squeeze it for it's, the squeak, it's just, she's it's wrong on, is that her safe word? Yes. It's just it's it's just wrong on so many levels. It really is. Not bad for one fifty though. <laughs> it's a bargain. I Who mean, makes this? I don't want to know. Who is this dog, for? Dog, apparently, that's the company. I feel I need to go home and see what else they do. Like, I'm going to have a very hot shower. I mean, first that, that's but then you know, just to buy presents for guys. You're using your phone for that, not my laptop. I do feel that if you Googled stuff like this, you would end up on a secret list somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's 
It's sort, sort of thing. There is a terrible wrong? part of me that wants to know what, the, what like, what? It's is sort of there a whole might, range of these toys? Is there like a male version? Yeah. So there, I think what? this is the sort was of thing any... you've got to search on the dark web for. Yeah. 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 Was, was there any other similar items available? No, literally, the rest of the basket was like balls and, you know, raggers and. Ball gags. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that. Are you sure you went to Crufts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you sure you didn't go to the human, the, uh, that human puppy convention? Yeah, yeah. this is. But, um... Funny enough, when I bought it for the woman, I was like, that's an unusual toy. And she was like, well, actually, it's our bestseller. <laughs> Is that why there was only one left? <laughs> no, there was about three or four in the basket. Oh, I had to do around it. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> you mucky pup. Oh, it's just... Something should just not be made. What's Can funny? we get a photo of this um, for on our... Yes. yes. I think we should. What, what is funny as well is that Laura's sister Emily had to carry this around her bag all day and because it's quite tall, every time she opened a bag, the head would pop out. <laughs> <laughs> what I am quite looking forward to now is the Eagle Moss part work where you can buy a collection of anthropomorphic sex dolls for dogs. <laughs> Only 99p in your music, local music. <laughs> Top shelf only. <laughs> Now that we've all recovered from that horrific WTF is that from Guy. Thanks, Guy. Yes, thank you for that. George, did you make the toy? I did. It turns out I was trying to put his feet on backwards, but <laughs> that's why I was struggling. It's, 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 it's on theme. It's a doggy. It's another, it dog. Is, it's another dog. And it's he got can, a bone. It, it, indeed it has. It can hang out with that terrifying dog toy. <laughs> thank you for listening to this week's Geeky Ruby podcast. I hope we haven't damaged you too much. Yeah. Don't sue us. <laughs> please. <laughs> yes, if we have damaged you, blame Guy. Yes. Yeah, please direct all complaints to Guy Halford. At his blog, which is... Anybody? GuyDiscoversMusic.wordpress.com Guy Yay. George, where can we find you online? You can find me at CaramelLattekiss.com and I'm Caramel Latte Kiss pretty much everywhere around the internet, apart from on Twitter, where there is a weird character count, so there is only one L. Mr. Ellis? You can find me at freelancephilip.co.uk. That's Philip with one L, and that's got all my social accounts and writing on it. Oh, follow, follow, the, yeah, follow the blue, big blue tick on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> he actually does carry around a giant blue tick just to hover over his head. Like a sim <laughs> with the plumb bob that hovers <laughs> above him. It makes me feel good, okay? <laughs> Keith, where can we find you? It's at hardlook underscore hotel on Twitter. Without the underscore on Instagram and hardlookhotel.co.uk on the website Ooh. things that some people have. Yes. Dave? Uh, this is an armor, and that's the American spelling of armor, on Facebook and on Instagram, and on Twitter at dwit3187. You can find me. Guy, go sat, away! Sat, in, sat between two litter bins in the park looking sad. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Ryan Parrish on Twitter. At Brummigomond, if you want to fetishize my food photography and blogging, which guy thinks is weird. It's from the man who brought in a cat mistress. A bondage cat sex toy. Yes. Just, yeah. And you can find us all at Geeky Brummy on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Still not on MySpace. <laughs> is that the little sad squeak for MySpace then? <laughs> yep. Should get a Friends Reunited or something, sir. Anyway, Zuka. Yes. Bebo. Weibo. Go to yeah, Weibo. On top yes. market, yeah. yeah. Can we not just have a bulletin board or something? <laughs> How about Neopets? Ah. Oh. My Neopet probably starved many years ago. Probably, so did mine. Yes. Thanks for joining in, and we'll see you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. Cheerio. Ryan, you're hurting me, Ryan, you're hurting me! <laughs>
thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you like what we do, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash brumradio.